Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Before we begin today's episode, we want to shout out a podcast that educates and inspires us to better understand racism, the Black experience, and our responsibility to raise anti-racist kids. Parenting for Liberation, a podcast for Black parents, is hosted by author and activist Trina Green-Brown. The podcast's mission is to cultivate resilient and joyful Black families that are doing the healing work to interrupt historical traumas and intergenerational violence, dismantle harmful narratives about the Black family, and create community that amplifies Black girl magic and Black boy joy. Trina's brand new book, Parenting for Liberation, A Guide for Raising Black Children, is now available wherever books are sold. Visit today's show notes to learn more about Trina Green-Brown's work and Parenting for Liberation. You can check out her website, parentingforliberation.org, and find her on Instagram, at Parenting for Liberation. Now, on to our episode. We're back. We're back. back. It feels good to be back. Feels really, really good to be sitting here chatting with you, Kel. The birds are singing. The, the curtains are billowing. We are alone. I have my coffee. We are healthy. Yeah. We are grateful. Got a lot to be grateful for. Yeah. Um, if you're new to upbringing, mm, welcome. Good call. We are sisters and moms to three, four, five, and six-year-olds who both inspire and challenge us every day. Over and over. Full-time. Yeah. <laughs> Feeling very full-time. Uh, we want to briefly acknowledge our privilege, too, in getting to talk about this as our job. And a quick disclaimer that though we have many certifications, we're not licensed therapists or MDs. Right. Um, for those who may be new to upbringing, I mean, our, our little intro kind of describes who we I are. You so. can read more about us on our website. We're keep this snappy generally. It's always I hope the so. goal. <laughs> we're a little out of practice, though. Yeah. Um, what do you want to talk about, Kel? What do you want to shine? I don't know. I think that we're going through a period in time right now where it's easy to feel very helpless in terms mm -hmm. of, I mean, helpless in a lot of ways, <laughs> um, being stuck at home, being with, with our kids at home as well, trying to work from home through all of that, but also thinking about this more globally um, and what we're all going through with this Black Lives Matter movement and, mm -hmm. and feeling like, I can't go to the all the protests. I, I, what can I do? We can't take drag the kids to the library and grab all the books that we want to mm -hmm. read. Um, or be broadening our communities exactly. you know, logistically necessarily right now. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think that the way that you and I are trying to mentally rejigger in some ways and really like grab on to uh, this idea in other ways is that parenting is political. <clears throat> the way we parent can be a political statement, mm -hmm. right? 
And I think that's something we've been talking about for like since the beginning of upbringing, basically. But every parent's an feeling, activist. Yes, it's feeling very um, good right now to me, and validating and meaningful to say the work we're doing with our kids, which happens to be full time, most of us, yeah. um, is incredibly valuable work. They're not keeping us from the movement we want to participate in. They're not keeping us from the responsibility we have as white privileged people mm-hmm. to be making change. Right? They're actually helping us make that change they by are, the way we parent us. We are parent. Par- what? What were you going to say? They're part of the movement. Right. The, the movement can be at home. Right. Right. And we get to parent the change we wish to see. That's the idea. Um, and that's why, I mean, our discipline, it's like, we're going to go back to, it's because of discipline for every single thing. Every single thing. There, well, we're um, seeing so many amazing resources out there for like, these are the conversations we need to have with our kids about so racism. So important. These, these are the books that we should be checking out. Yeah, so Amazing. some explicit educational situations. Yeah, and I think yeah. you and I are more in like implicit territory. Well, I think we, we talk about implicit territory because it's so overlooked. Yeah, and it's so undervalued. I know. I know. keep in, in scrolling all these amazing new accounts that we've been finding on Instagram about how to raise anti-racist kids. I, it, we keep coming back to like, but what about our discipline? Mm-hmm. But what about all of these moments, amazing opportunities um, that we get every day when our kids are driving us fucking crazy? And when we to, when we have a choice to right. consider how we are using our power around their feelings, their bodies, their voices, mm-hmm. and realizing that that the way that power we use is what we're teaching them. They're learning by the way we discipline them, mm-hmm. not about what we're explicitly saying or what the situation is necessarily about. And that is where the horror lies <laughs> and where the inherited legacy has been perpetuated. But that's also where the opportunity and the magic can happen if we can start doing a little bit of the work to dismantle um, traditional discipline and to make some new choices, yeah, right? And, and like we always say, if you're here, you're doing the work, right? You're you're part of this conversation, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, so what's going on this season? Tell me, what are we gonna do? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking. Oh, we we got. I want to oh, say man. we got nothing done on spring break. <laughs> we got so much done. None of it just happened. We to learned. Be for the podcast. We learned so much, and we did so much. Yeah, and a lot of input, a lot of output. Not in the podcasting department. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, so maybe. Just and we're a, trying to give a, ourselves a little grace a about quick it. PSA moving yeah. forward for this season. All of our Instagram videos, all of our live sessions, all of our podcast episodes are straight up improv talking. Mm-hmm. We do not have time um, to and space to make notes to research episodes. No. Um, you're just we're just coming coming at you real, real and raw, mm-hmm. real and raw. <clears throat> right. So we welcome your feedback, um, but go easy on us. Right. No, but really, but this really this is the the sustainable situation is yeah. that we want to keep the podcast going. We want to be doing videos. Mm-hmm. We we can talk and 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 really um, connect about a lot of the stuff without doing all of the, the work. And what we're hoping is that we are going to bring to you these ideas and these thoughts and these um, approaches about changing up our discipline and moving forward through challenges with our kids. And that we're going to actually enlist you to, to keep doing the reading and to find the research. And, you know, we'll point you in the directions too, but to really, uh, what were you like, saying? I was just going like, to say, join in on the conversation. Join in. Bring, yeah. you know, bring your your stories and what you're learning uh, to the table and connect with us about right. it. Well, and then take these ideas and go forth with them. Mm-hmm. You know, I love it. Um, okay, a few things we did get done over spring break mm-hmm. that are new, really quick before we dive into this episode, which is going to be, let me say real quick, our first Q and A episode mm-hmm. and sort of a little bit more of a meta type question. But I think you guys are going to love it. Um, 
a few things we did get done was we got our shop up, which is so exciting, Woo-hoo. right? We've got an Elements a of, start. Re- of Respect <laughs> poster, which is really fun. It's basically 66 phrases just that we try to practice, not word for word, concept-wise mostly, um, just to kind of elevate and inspire respectful dialogue within our family as mm-hmm. opposed to just demanding it from our children we try to use it ourselves as that's parents. the idea it's beautiful it's rainbowy yeah. and then we also got our siblings uh conflict guide up mm-hmm. which is 30 pages of a handbook it's got a lot of research informed ways basically to sensitively support our kids conflict mm-hmm. which has been killing me lately basically like a cliff notes to any parenting book you would read or a bunch of there aren't very many sibling books out there um just a couple um and uh or you have a small sibling section in each book and instead of reading 10 books sibling chapters we just took everything we've read everything we've learned Mm -hmm. our whole upbringing philosophy and wove it into this like beautifully designed kelty um thank you guide it's well it's got 10 main skills it's got 40 example phrases and lots of infographics and and fun stuff to just mm-hmm. kind of increase your confidence and, and skill set and be and able to share that with uh, partners caregivers oh God, yes yeah yeah and 15% of everything in the shop uh, proceeds will go to the ACLU yeah yeah but you can visit it at upbringing.co forward slash shop so we got that done that felt really good mm-hmm. and our coaching page is up right we've been coaching too that's been really fun it's been really nice connecting with uh, with other families it's pretty it's been pretty much all couples which is really interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Two on two from like what like age two or age one to thirteen yeah age thirteen so it's a been a real span stuff in there too yeah um what's our theme today Han <clears throat> well we've been getting a lot of questions through through coaching through live Q and A's um through Instagram uh the question is it too late you know oh, these are yeah. folks who like us we did not we didn't go to parenting school, mm-hmm. didn't train in this, don't have a um, you know higher education about this stuff. Um, we're just kind of winging it. We're learning on the fly. Mm-hmm. And um, folks who've kind of started digging in and seeing, um, feeling really inspired to change up their, their discipline game, their parenting yeah. game. They're like downloading the resist approach and, and thinking about our, the, our freedoms model that we have on our website and mm-hmm. just getting into it. Looking chiming at in our on, unconscious hypocrisies. Yes, yeah. like chiming in on, on Q&As. And, but this is, it has been, a really consistent question which is have I fucked them up so bad that that if I change my practices right now will anything even happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like it's feeling like okay I was doing this so differently for so long well and for part-time and now yeah I'm trying I'm doing this full-time now Mm -hmm. I think that's what a lot of folks are dealing with too is where they may be starting to make some changes but they're also doing it full-time and it's uh, it's really intimidating Mm -hmm. and um I think it's hard to have that trust. So I I would love to read the letter if you think we have time. Yeah, I'd say. <clears throat> okay. Um, it says, first, I want to say I've just discovered your podcast and I found it to be life-changing. I feel seen and understood and yet inspired to be a better, my best self mom. I've read books and I'm a bit of a growth junkie and feel similarly to what you both have expressed that motherhood has really only intensified that. Still, I was stuck <clears throat> not knowing how to align with my values and parenting style. I wasn't sure how to find the balance of tending to their safety, setting healthy boundaries, and respecting their unique life flow. Your podcast has been a tool like no other for me. I'm finding one huge fear that keeps surfacing for me as I listen, though. What if I've already fucked it up too much? What if her brain is wired to react and respond in fear and people-pleasing because I've used shame in my parenting? I grew up in a weird, permissive, but aggressive parenting home, and that has definitely come out in my own parenting. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. I keep hearing this fearful question in my head as I listen to you two talk. What if it's too late with my four-year-old? 
I wonder if you guys have a podcast episode or wisdom you could share to speak to that. My four-year-old is this incredible spirit, born a preemie and a year after a huge loss in my life. So much of our relationship has felt intense. I can see she is people-pleasing already, and I really want to work on supporting her to feel safe to follow her own drive and inner voice. I'm ashamed to say I've used shame, and I've even spanked her in a complete fear response to moments I didn't understand the way I do now. I've received so much therapy. A great therapist is the parenting advice I give, Mm. and I find myself way less charged in those moments. That said, I still would love to know what you two would uh, say to someone who's asking, is it too late? What do I need to do to help repair her brain and our connection? I do want to add, I have always, um, always apologized when I lost it and dropped the ball. I've affirmed her feelings of anger and fear after we've had a moment of disconnection in my attempts to control. I let her talk without reacting or trying to justify myself. I might shame spiral on the inside, but I just listen and hold her and tell her that it all makes sense and that I messed up. We may circle back later and talk about ways we can talk to each other that feels better. And she's so creative with that. I love it. She actually tells me, Hey mom, let's take a minute. I'm going to go breathe outside. I'm feeling frustrated. (laughs) I'll stand shocked and amazed that my four-year-old gets there quicker than me. The first podcast episode I listened to was the recent free to speak. It was so, so what I needed. I cried multiple times with relief. My innermost being leapt with joy because it just sounded right. I knew the things you guys were saying were what I'd been looking for. I loved the practical advice at the end as you guys role played. It was so accessible and I didn't spiral into shame, but felt at peace and inspired. I sent it to my husband and he loves it too. And we had a great conversation about it. That's an adjustment for both of us, but I see how my daughter's already responding and our connection feels more full. I've gone back and started listening to your episodes from the beginning, and I'm so thankful for you both and all that you bring to the world. Thanks for being so authentic and inspiring. It's a joy to listen to your podcast. Wow. <clears throat> that wow. was incredible. <clears throat> incredible question. Incredible share. Incredible so, vulnerability. Yeah, so beautiful and vulnerable. Like, just makes me cry. Yeah, that's amazing. It's really, really sweet. Um, and it's, you know, it feels really good. Personally, because we don't know necessarily what we're putting out there with our twin talking, mm-hmm. we we feel like we're in such a community. But it feels really good to hear that from somebody else that that it resonates with them. So thank you for for sharing that um, and allowing us to share it with with our listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely person. <laughs> I think um, we can just dig right in and say no, no, it's never too late. Absolutely, it's never not. too late ever. No. And I think. <clears throat> that's that's why we're here and that's why we started upbringing was when we realized that we had just as much growing up to do as our kids mm-hmm. and i think that it's it's so countercultural to to think that it's a joint effort and we have we have this intense pressure not just to do everything perfectly but to think about our kids being the ones that have to learn how to be a human or be an adult or grow up and that totally terrifying and totally inspiring um, realization that we have so much growth to do, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like, like Jody Patterson, one of our past um, interviews said that she thinks of them as just as blind spots, mm-hmm. you know? And that our kids are this incredible opportunity to be the catalyst that we need for personal growth so that yeah. as we're growing up, we're raising them. We're both growing up together. That's real like elevation. That's real fulfillment and joy to us anyway. But it goes against, like you said, Kel, a lot of our cultural conditioning and a lot of the pressures out there to mm-hmm. think that, 
you know, we really just need to read a book and get a little help when we have infants. And then after that, we're supposed to know everything Mm -hmm. or that a a parenting relationship ends. Basically, we've done our job as soon as they leave for college, which might not even exist by the time our kids um, reach that age. And, you know, I I say that all the time. We have a few folks who are older who follow us and are like, I'm reparenting myself and I'm reworking my relationship with my 30 year old. And we're like, yes, it's never too late. But I like that it's thinking about this as and I think that that's this cultural pressure that this person has is, oh my gosh, I have to not only like create this perfect perfect person, but if I somehow realize and 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 I'm vulnerable enough to realize that I could have maybe been doing some things differently or I find mm-hmm. something that aligns better, what does that mean about what I've done already? Mm-hmm. What does that mean about her future, her potential, her brain? Yeah. But I don't but, believe in any of that. Parenting is a lifelong relationship. Brains are yeah. lifelong um um, like processes, right? Yeah. And I think that she mentioned multiple times in the letter just about shame <clears throat> or shame spiraling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and God, shame is such an interesting topic. Mm-hmm. And I think that that shame comes from that external pressure, that sense mm-hmm. of an external pressure. Um, and it sort the of- The system. The system, yeah. right. Mm-hmm. And I think it's all connected to this conspiracy that we talk about, this mm-hmm. mass conspiracy that parents should know everything and just rely on their instincts. And it's absolute total bullshit because that is the the belief that makes all of us shame spiral. Well, not go right? look for information necessarily. Oh, and then when too. we do get the information, mm-hmm. feel like total shit about it. Yeah. That is not the way we grow is by feeling like shit about ourselves. That is replaying the cultural conditioning we've had that have put us in the spot we're in in the first place. Right. That's what we're trying to let go of doing with our kids. Therefore, we can't apply those same things to ourselves and blame other people or shame ourselves. We mm-hmm. have to be kind to ourselves. And so that is Kelty perfect. Something I would first say is just you you are wonderful and we see you and the fact that you're doing this work and thinking about these things any kind of forward growth is good and we can't let our minds go back to oh my gosh the damage i've done the person i was the child i've raised yeah. that that's not going to be helpful or productive but we we honor and acknowledge those feelings right and those Absolutely. impulses yeah, yeah i think it's so easy for us <clears throat> and we've had some friends too who've been like okay i'm a smart person I have I have a master's degree. I, I'm I, running a business. I'm, I'm doing great. Like, why didn't that tip occur to me? Why didn't I? Of like, course. How did oh, I, oh that, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. And it's like none of us just think of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like the, the information's out there for us to learn, just like anything else in our lives, right? Anything in our lives, and I think that's that's another one of the mass conspiracy elements of parenting is that. Uh, you know, we have to go get training to learn most of the things in our lives. We, you know, but with parenting, somehow we're just supposed to show up and just do it really well. And I do believe in general unschooling of like, you learn by doing, mm-hmm. you learn by moving through a process. And so I, I think that's what we're ultimately doing as parents because we have to, because we're not, there's no formal education necessarily for parenting. But I think that also can lead people to, um, feel insecure about their parenting and then not get the help they need or hide from other people and not be building communities that are um, really lifting them up. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. It's, I, a, it's a really fucked up system mm-hmm. that we're all, you know, rolling yeah, but, into And here. I think that I, I like <clears throat> pointing that out that we point out often in episodes, which is this is not your fault. Mm-hmm. This is not any of our faults that we don't know this stuff. This is not any of our faults that we're disciplining in a way that can um, control, dominate, or oppress the children in our lives. Mm -hmm. This is not our fault. 
No, this is right? the system. Let's break the shame spiral <clears throat> right there. We are all victims mm-hmm. of this cultural conditioning, right? Right. We're all victims of control, of patriarchal <laughs> yeah. systems of control that 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 permeates like so many facets of our of our world and our experience and our systems. so many institutions besides just parenting that yeah. this happens and so we're conditioned on so many fronts not just a parenting front mm-hmm. in religion in um school workplace, in place in politics, government yeah. in workplace um we're getting it from all sides so this is this is um this is a collective problem this is not an individual um mistake Mm-hmm. You know, we're all in this together. And when we start thinking about these things and looking and wanting to make a change, that's a good thing. We have to keep focusing on that. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think that, <clears throat> that that connects to how we how we try to work with our kids when our kids are like, oh, gosh, like I made this quote unquote mistake. And we'll talk mm-hmm. about mistakes a lot this season, I think. We, we don't want to be like, oh, bad on you. You made a mistake, right? Our, our goal is to be like, hey. You did it this way. Now you have more information. Okay. We want them to to be able to keep putting one foot in front of the other and be mm-hmm. like, interesting. Okay, I'm going to pivot. Interesting. Oh, didn't know that. You know, um, we need to be resilient. We, we, we want to raise too. resilient kids and we have to summon the resilience in ourselves yeah. to show up for them. Right. Um, and I think part of that too, and I mentioned earlier is brains, mm-hmm. um, Kel, and I feel like we have to mention there too, where it's like research shows neuroplasticity mm-hmm. brains can change, right? Mm-hmm. Just like we've been shaping our kids brains for however long we've been parenting. If we change our approach and change our attachment, change our reactions, mm-hmm. change our discipline, mm-hmm. right? Change the way we speak to our kids. Yeah. That changes our brains because we're saying and thinking and doing different things. And that changes our kids' brains too. So yeah. they'll be thinking and um, saying and doing different things too. Um, it's never, never too late to grow up, ever. Yeah, and you've been reading The Yes Brain by Tina Payne Bryson mm-hmm. and Daniel Siegel, right? Yeah. you learned a lot of cool stuff in that. Oh, I mean, and they talk about mindset as in like, you know, the the more kind of like neurobiology and the relational kind of attachment, emotional mm-hmm. connection, how those two things are together. But I think just bottom line, you know, the research beyond um, like child development um, shows that brains are very, very flexible, you know, neurons that fire together, wire together. So all the, mm-hmm. the stuff we practice saying and doing creates neural connections. And the old ones that we used to do maybe yelling more often or mm-hmm. saying, go to your room or mm-hmm. slamming doors. Those ones die off, and that's how habits change little by little you over know, time. But it can be so defeating, and I mm-hmm. and I I'm so with this this woman, in oftentimes feeling discouraged that I'm not changing faster, mm-hmm. that my habits are still there, my impulses are still there, my reactions are still there, and and I think that that we really we we're not just playing the long game for our kids and their skill building and growth. We're playing the long game for our own as well. And mm-hmm. it, we talk often, especially in our live Q and A's when people are like, but I'm still yelling. And we're like, great, but you're saying right now that you're noticing you're still yelling. That is even That's a step, huge. right? Let's start like breaking down all the steps, the awareness that the that, smart goals, the right. scaffolding, listening right. to this episode is one step closer to not yelling. Mm-hmm. Right. And that, and that's what these episodes are so much about, not just getting the skills through these Q and A's, but seeing the spectrum of learning that goes into the, the actual practice and tackling our beliefs mm-hmm. because that's the foundation of our, of our actions. Right. Right. And if we can keep eroding these fucked up beliefs that, that end up guiding our hand into spanking, yelling, shaming, diminishing our children um, as, as equal human beings, you know, mm-hmm. I lost my then train that's of thought, worthy. But, that's worthy work. Yeah. And, and that it's not going to look like 
one day this, the next day that. Oh, wow, now I'm seeing these incredible responses. I love that this woman showed already, though, how amazing her daughter already could be in applying these um, ideas of empathy and of self-regulation, that Mm -hmm. kids jump to this stuff really fast, a lot faster than we think sometimes, Mm -hmm. you know, and that we're the ones that actually it takes a little bit longer because we have so many years of pattern conditioning to, to kind of be dealing with. Um, but this woman says, what do I need to do to help repair her brain and our connection? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think repair is, is a scary word because it's like, she's damaged it already. There's something broken. And I feel like that comes from a a sense of lack and from that fear. And, you know, I would change out that word in my mind for how, what can I do to help nurture her brain and our connection? Mm -hmm. And that's kind of more goal oriented. It's more kind of in abundance, thinking optimistically and that you have to give that. You're not working backwards in your parenting. Mm-hmm. You're moving forwards in it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what do you, what does she need to do is just keep showing up and growing up. Mm-hmm. Keep that awareness going. Keep reading. Keep listening, mm-hmm. right? This is going to be a long practice. Keep finding one phrase she could maybe change up in a day. Yeah. Keep circling back, you know, I, to apologize. I think it's so natural for us to think, especially as we become more conscious and aware of what we're trying not to do, what we're trying to avoid, the, the blessing ways that and we're, the curse. Right, the ways that we're trying to become uh, more respectful parents. Um, to feel like any time that we don't do those things, when we yell, if we slam the mm-hmm. door, if we scream to go to the, your room, if we ignore our kid or give him a mean expression, that we're doing a couple steps back. And then mm-hmm. you're like, but I repaired, so it's one step forward. And then, oh, but now there's dings on my record because I just did this thing that I wasn't proud of and didn't feel good and broke our connection. And, and I just want to say, like, fuck that. We are never taking steps forward and back. We are always moving one step at a time and forward, mm-hmm. right? With the ups and downs, with um, with the pra- basic practice, it's always moving forward. We're like a river flowing. We're just going to keep going, mm-hmm. right? We're never going backward anymore. Mm-mm. No, Never. Never. I love that. Um, I think we should wrap this up, Cal. Wow, that was really snappy. I think that we're doing shorter episodes too, everybody. Mm -hmm. We know you have places to be, things to do, um, little people to care for. So I think our future Q&As are going to be more like, when my kid did this thing Mm -hmm. and it's killing me and I'm uh, feeling terrible, Mm -hmm. what what would you guys suggest? We're going to be running through the resist approach. We're going to be talking about our kids' freedoms, right? There are 10 of them. Um, They're basically areas of our kids' lives where we want to be sensitively supporting their growth um, instead of just like, you know, reacting through our instinct, which mm-hmm. can often um, over control a bit, over control a little bit, right? Their big feelings, their their freedom to speak, to nourish, to move, to know, to express, uh, to play. There's like it's so much. We'll fun be integrating stuff. all of those we'll freedoms and all the empowerments into mm-hmm. these Q and A's, and I think they'll be around half an hour, like you said, Kel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, we're doing this because. You know, because it's the right thing to do because we love our our kids because we want to grow up ourselves. It's a there's an individual, um, personal kind of agenda here, but we have to keep remembering that we also have a lot of privilege, mm-hmm. and that we uh, doing parenting this way and doing the work like this is also. Um, making social change. That's why we say we're parenting for sanity and social change because Mm -hmm. we do have more time than others, more energy, more resources, more space to be thinking and working on our parenting and our discipline so that we can be parenting for our happier home but also be advancing social change too because we can raise kids who can go out in the world and 
not just respect themselves and know themselves, but understand, seek to understand and respect other people. Like Mm -hmm. what would happen if we raised a generation of kids like that? Yeah, I think that when we can work to examine our triggers, face our fears, question our beliefs, we are bravely working against years of that cultural conditioning we talked about. And when we can work to rewrite those inherited legacies that don't serve us or our kids, then our kids are free and so are we. That's, I feel like, just leaning in to approach these hard moments with our kids as like an invitation to grow up ourselves is, is a win-win. Thank you for that. Um, we'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. If our words resonated, if you're having some questions. Yeah, and send, if, send some Q&As our way too. Please, please. do. Uh, email us at info at upbringing.co or mm-hmm. you can DM us and find us on Instagram. Um, what else? Uh, you can visit today's show notes for probably not that many notes. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> I think we're going to be We don't do show notes anymore. show notes. <laughs> oh, for Tina... Um, Oh yeah, we'll have a few little yeah, things on Tina's there. book and podcast, Tina we'll, Green Brown. We'll throw some Trina, yeah. yeah. We'll throw some some stuff in there. Um but thanks to Alex, our techie renaissance dude, for setting up all our podcasting stuff, music, all the things, and our talented friends Amber Okamura, who does our art, and Mary Schroeder of Making Type, who does all of our lettering. Also, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review, that would be amazing. We've gotten some like wonderful, wonderful DMs from you all. If you could please just take that to Apple Podcasts, that would be so would, nice. would be wonderful. You basically just have to search for upbringing as opposed to going to it in your library and then just scroll down to rate and review. Yeah, then other like-minded folks can find us, mm-hmm. join the community. Um, and lastly, thank you for being here. Mm-hmm. This is a messy and incredibly important job being a parent. We're going to make mistakes, lots of them, and that's okay because our growth depends on it. But if you're here, you're doing the work. And in fact, you're doing an amazing job and we're so proud of you. And we're right here with you taking steps to better understand ourselves, our kids, and one another, one conversation at a time. Thanks for being here. We're all in this together and we're all growing up together. Till next time. Mm